0: Wow, Zow, bing bang boom, been a long time from you, friends of the internet. Uh, hi! <laughs> Believe me, I do too. This is the How Long to Beat podcast, your favorite irregular podcast about video games and how long it takes to complete them. I, as always, am Kerfus, Murfus Maximus, Plegius, Sextus, Optimus Prime. And I'm joined by my two lovely (laughs) co-hosts.
1: Fuggledwarf.
0: Fuggledwarf, that's what you're going with?
1: Yeah, that's my other name.
2: Right, okay. That was the voice of Ultimate Zombie Toast. I'm Ninja Rick, and I'm baffled at how these intros get weirder every single time.
1: (laughs) And, like, not a good weird either. It's like a bad weird. It's like, this is just not... I don't know.
0: (laughs) You, uh... (laughs) You flattered my ego too early on, and now they're just... (laughs) going to degrade.
1: I don't know if I want to see this much of you.
0: (laughs) She says in the audio format. I mean, every great hero has to have their hubris. That's what makes it a tragedy. This is just (laughs) Act 1 of the character arc. That's what's going on. And now we will begin Act 2, in which we actually discuss video game-related things. Uh, Today we're going to have a very short episode for you today because we all have lives. What are those? (gasps) Uh, So, (laughs) we're only going to have two real uh, section segments today. The first is going to be Recently Beat currently playing. The second is going to be our host segments. And I have a few ideas up my sleeve for those, but we'll get to that bridge when we get to it. So, first of all, recently beat, currently playing who wants to start
2: nose I don't mind I'll jump in
0: okay, um
2: so which is fine because I've only beaten one game since we last recorded, um and that is last episode's recommendation, which is box boy. what a game, ten out of ten if you have a three ds, you have to play this game it really was- it
1: looks stupid.
2: You look stupid. (laughs)
1: 100%. (laughs)
2: 100%. It is an amazing puzzle platformer with a really unique idea, which is hard to explain, but I'm going to make a crack at it, which is you are a box with legs, and you have the power to extend further boxes out of your body. So, for example, if there's a a ledge that's three blocks high, you make a little right-angle block, and you make little steps for yourself to climb up. You can make hooks to get you over the top of ledges. You can make your own blocks to trigger switches. You can use it as shields to cover yourself from lasers firing from the ceiling. And as you go on, you can make multiple sets of blocks. There are sticky blocks. There are positive and negative signs you have to connect with blocks. It's very reminiscent of Mario Galaxy in the sense that it has a lot of ideas and it doesn't dwell on any. One for any length of time. So it feels fresh all the way through the sort of six to eight hours it takes to beat all of the levels in it. And once you beat that, there are some time challenges, other things. So it's really good value for the entry, which is about four pounds or your regional equivalent. I've already bought the sequel. I'm going to get to that soon. Really highly recommended. And so, briefly, in terms of what I'm currently playing, uh, there's a lot of 3DS love. So I've been playing Kid Icarus Uprising which I know you hate toast, yeah? I can see the face you're pulling. Genuinely enjoying it. The control scheme does hamper it a little bit. Yeah, I get that, and it's not for everyone, but I love the humour, and I sort of come from a background of playing all of the FPSs on DS, so it doesn't really bother me. If anything, it's quite refreshing to have a circle pad rather than a D-pad. So I'm enjoying that. I'm also playing Shin Megami Tensei Four again on 3 ds uh, I'm on the home stretch of that. Love it more than Strange Journey, which I didn't think was possible. It's a really, really excellent RPG. Um, good use of 3D, a lot of demons to fuse and collect, really interesting sort of philosophical story. And the last game I'm playing on 3DS is called Sakura Samurai. And it's sort of like if Punch Out were set in the Edo period. <laughs> Honestly, it really is that kind of a game so you have to recognize attack patterns dodge those patterns and then jump in with the strike it's very basic but the 3d is incredible on it and again for, for quite a low entry fee it's something i'm having fun with so far um just a few other ones i'm sort of dipping into i've just started portal 2 literally this afternoon oh I'm assuming. Yeah. oh it's amazing um so i've played 20 minutes of the single player campaign And I've also done about half of the co-op with one of my friends. And I think co-op really is where it's at, because they've sort of been able to do more with four portals than they could with two, obviously. And the puzzles are still really well balanced. The game's still really fun. The sense of humor is entirely there. Have you guys both sort of played and beaten Portal I assume so. It's been out for a while.
0: Multiple times. I've
1: played half of it, and um, unfortunately, I really like it, but... It's another one of those games where I, I really can't finish it.
0: Of course.
2: So is it one where you'd sort of have to play in bursts to get through it, or is it really that bad?
1: Two minutes and I can't... I'm done. Damn. Yeah, so... Especially with, I like, got- how fast-paced
0: hot. and, like, changing your perspective it is and stuff. As, as yeah, soon
1: as um, you jump through a portal and you fly out another one, I'm just like, N- no. Because it starts to give me, like, super bad headaches.
2: Yeah, I can picture that. I, it's, there are those bits where you have to put a portal above and below you and you jump in and start building momentum and that made me feel a little bit queasy, let alone you with the, the sort of motion sickness stuff that you've got yeah. going on. Um, moving on, just in the interest of time, I'm also playing Resident Evil Revelations on PC. Nearly got it for 3DS. Decided not to double dip because I already had it in my Steam because of course I did. Um It's pretty good. I'm not really a big Resi fan, but I like what it's done so far. And I'm definitely going to carry on with it. I don't really have much more to say about that. I'm still quite early into it. I think I'm on episode three. So I've just gotten past the moment where Chris's companion, who's some new lady, has like a Barry Burton-esque line where she says, me and my sexy ass are on our way. (laughs) Um, My spine tried to jump out of my body, but... The game is good, so I'll be sticking with it. And the last one, which I've been having a lot of fun with, is Jet Set Radio. Hey! Uh, Specifically the Vita port. Uh, feels a bit bare-bones so far, but it's still early days, so I quite like the motion. I love the aesthetic, so I'll be plugging along with that. And that's me.
0: I'm just looking at, or trying to look at a video of Sakura Samurai here, and this looks awesome.
2: It's really good fun. I'd recommend it.
0: Maybe I mean maybe I have to have it in my hands to get what you mean by punch out with it. <clears throat> well, it's so there's a lot of timing based movement. So you really
2: are a glass cannon in that game. Uh-huh. And what you'll sort of see from the gameplay videos is that there are um, feints by the opponents. There are cues when they're about to strike. Cues for different strikes. It's like and a the game 3D more...
0: Nidhog or something.
1: I don't yes. know if I like the art style that they ran with.
2: In motion and in 3D, it really works.
0: Yeah, I, I, know. Know. I, 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 I kind of like that art style. It reminds me of, like, Natsume games. <coughs> uh, like Natsume the, games? Yeah, like the harvest older Harvest Moons and stuff. Uh, and some of their PlayStation 2 games and stuff. I think
1: that saying that is a disservice to Natsume.
0: Ooh, <laughs>
2: It's For the listeners at home, if you haven't got access to YouTube while you're listening to us, Sakura Samurai has sort of a low-poly 3D look. But with the 3D and in motion, it does have some really nice effects. The lighting's quite good for a 3DS game, especially for a budget title that takes up only something like seven or 800 blocks on the SD card. Um, but yeah, if you like the look of it and you aren't too concerned by what you'll see in five minutes of gameplay, more or less, is what you'll be experiencing in bursts and with minor variations throughout, I think, the entire game, then it's well worth a pickup and well worth a look.
0: By the way, I I mean, I guess since you didn't mention it, that means you haven't started it, but you said you got the Ace Attorney trilogy, right? For 3DS?
2: So, I almost did. (laughs) I was struggling for SD memory, so what I did instead is I downloaded an emulator... And little by little, while I've been at work, I've been progressing. So I'm halfway through the first trial. The first? Like so- the very
0: first trial? The first trial of the, the first one that game. takes 30 minutes to beat?
2: This is why I didn't mention I was playing it, because I didn't feel I, didn't I really had gotten far enough. I it you
0: save
1: during the first trial. I thought you had to finish it, because like, it was like the tutorial.
2: There are a lot of pros to emulation.
1: Oh, oh my, oh yes. <laughs> yes, there are.
2: <laughs> so He's yeah
1: calmer.
2: it's well it's nice It's I'm enjoying it so far what little of it I've played and I think sort of over the next month or two I'll plug away at it sort of in downtime at work and in lunch breaks and things like that and uh maybe sort of in an episode or two I'll have enough thoughts to share
0: I will look forward to that because I am replaying the series myself right now and How about a that for grand a old time oh i guess yeah that is a segue (laughs) (laughs) Um, almost like we planned it so yeah i am currently on the second game of the original trilogy so that's uh justice for all which is pretty well regarded as by the community (laughs) as the worst of the original trilogy but it still is an ace attorney game it has its charm um I haven't gotten to the worst case yet, so I. Uh, What's the worst case? The worst case is Justice for All uh, Case 3, in which it takes place at a circus, and all of the characters yes. are circus performers, and none of them are entertaining, <laughs> and it's way too long. Or... No, is it like
1: they're, not... suppo-
0: they're supposed
2: to be shit circus performers, or is it like. They're supposed to be good, but they're just not funny in motion.
0: Kind of both. It, it's like they oh. It's like they're supposed to be good circus performers, but also them also all of them are really bad at what they do outside outside of like their actual performances and stuff. So okay. I don't know. It's weird and inconsistent and just generally a strange one but the rest of the game is solid i think justice for all probably has the best final case of the original trilogy um but i won't harp on that too much um other than that i think most of the games i'm currently playing i've kind of been playing so fire emblem echoes shadow of valentia uh, still slowly working through that Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles I had that kind of on the back burner for a while But I just picked it up again And I am a little past the halfway point of the game Just waiting to unlock The final party member So I can grind supports And stuff with her Them, I mean (laughs) No spoiler, you know Oopsie Uh, And then, let's see Final Fantasy VI I don't know if I had started that the last time we recorded, but I've only actually put an hour into it, so I don't really have much to say about it yet, but I mean, I don't know what I was expecting from it, but I'm I'm pleasantly pleased with what I have experienced so far. The pixel art has been just phenomenal, and... Like, the sound design and everything just really creates a sense of world. And, I mean, I might as well bring it up because it is the current game of the month. Chrono Trigger, while I like it a lot as a game, didn't have the impact for me that it had for a lot of people. But I think... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. <laughs> Something about the writing and the character development of it just didn't stick with me. But, uh... Something about Final Fantasy VI, I have a feeling it's going to give me what I wanted out of that. Which version of Final Fantasy VI are you playing? The original Super Nintendo. Oh, on says. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so those are my currently playing. Recently beat, I don't even remember what day we last recorded. <laughs> so...
2: uh, God, that's a good question. Let's have a look. When were we last...
0: I mean, carry on while I find out. No sure. I'll just pick a place and start. Did I talk about Shaq Fu last time? Does that sound oh, familiar? Sorry. I'm not sure. Go on, recap. All right, so Shaq Fu's bad. I'll just say that. The original game and the new one. Uh, I completed that on June 8th, which... Have we really not recorded since then? Weird. Um but yeah, yeah that
2: sounds about right was
0: that when we did the e3 episode it, yeah i think it was so that yeah was that right sounds about right, right. i don't think we have recorded since the e3 episode crazy yeah.
1: so yeah, anyway bad.
0: i beat shaq fu uh it was it was just bad it's it's really short it has really imbalanced gameplay like it's really just a one button beat up basically uh and the whole design philosophy is they're just going to send as many characters, as many enemies at you, as they can at once. And most of the time it's not a troublesome thing to deal with until they surround you on all sides, and then there's just no way to get out of it. Uh, on the other hand, like if you end up in an arena where they give you a like melee weapon, the melee weapons always respawn. And they always kill everything in one hit. So it just eliminates all the challenge entirely just really Hmm. imbalanced the writing it's almost funny to start with but then they just repeat the same three or four jokes from the first five minutes throughout the entire game for like three hours and it's just not funny anymore at that point so uh do not recommend next is pikmin 3 i think i talked about that a little last time if you like pikmin you'll like pikmin 3 basically (laughs) Uh,
1: With the exception of if you were expecting it to be as long as 2, it is not.
0: True, but also, I mean, 2 is my favorite, but it's a little padded out in how the dungeons are designed and the fact that you can't just, like, jump to certain rooms in the underground dungeons.
1: I like that time didn't pass during the... Uh, the what? Because that was always my big... Like, time does... Once you get to, a, like, a cave the time, like, stand still. I liked that because I get really stressed and all the Pikmin's all die, and then I get real sad. Yeah. And I just like not having time limit.
0: (laughs) So, with that caveat out of the way, yes, it is a very good game. Highly recommend. Next, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse.
1: Ooh, that's a good one.
0: It is a good one. Uh, It's like, half Metroidvania, half not, which was interesting. It's like...
1: It's Sexyvania.
0: Sexyvania. Um,
1: Shantae is vague.
0: It reminded me of uh, a couple of other games. One was the PlayStation game Tomba, and another one, in weird way, it reminded me of uh, Zelda 2. Like, just in the way that, like, there are these almost Metroidvania aspects to it, but then you get into the side-scrolling parts and you're just going through a dungeon, basically.
1: Uh, Weird. That's not what it reminded me of at all. Reminds me of, like, Puyo Puyo mixed with Sonic.
0: Okay. What I don't I know if it was tonight? fast enough to feel like Sonic, but... I don't
1: know. No, like, the, the, the story. story.
2: Since when is been known for its narrative? What's yeah. Going
1: on? yeah, like the, like the, yeah, totally. It reminds me of like the characters of Sonic and like mixed with like Puy- the art of Puyo Puyo.
0: <laughs> well, I haven't mm. played Puyo Puyo, so I can't speak to that effect. My
2: question is, what's the difficulty like? Because the the consensus seems to be that the Shantae games are a little bit too much
0: on the easy side. That's. That wasn't really my experience with it. Uh, I mean, this is the only Shantae game that I've played. This one... medium. Yeah, this one I would say is medium. It can be a little on the harder side if you don't budget your money and stuff effectively. If you don't keep items stocked and whatnot.
1: Um, Um, I will say it's not a hard game, but you will die more than once
0: yeah okay yeah I'm
1: depending to... on your skill level
0: and you will also to... feel like you're going to die often. You may not die as often as you feel like you're gonna die, but it always feels like that's a threat.
2: hmm, oh, that wasn't meant to be that loud. I'm trying to check which shunt it was that I played because I did play one Risky's revenge is the one I played, and I found it I mean, I never beat it, but I found that was it
1: the weakest
2: probably about right it was distinctly okay but i did find it fairly easy and i'd heard a lot of oh Oh, he's gone probably shouldn't talk i'm moving away from the microphone yeah i'd (laughs) (laughs) i'd found all of the feedback that i'd seen on the more recent shantae games to be that they were a bit too easy which is sort of why i asked
0: well, I will probably be playing the others in the not-too-distant future, so I will report back when I know about that. In the interest of time, I have a lot more to cover here, so I'll just move right along. Next was Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I was a little disappointed in. Um, I I remember being a fan of the 2013 Tomb Raider. Uh, This one just didn't resonate me. Resonate me. Resonate with me. Uh... I don't know, the writing was just god awful. It's just so tropey, uh has so many plot conveniences. The characters, their lines are so generic, it just the gameplay was fine, but everything else just rubbed me the wrong way. Hmm. So next was Legend of K Anniversary, which I touched on briefly in the last episode, (laughs) I believe. Uh, Also known as the best game of all time. (laughs) My whole reasoning behind playing it was they wouldn't remake a game if it was bad, right? And it turns out, yeah, they would. Okay. They
1: they are banking on nostalgia and nostalgia alone.
0: What nostalgia, though?
1: There, there was nostalgic for played, that game. All of ten there people, are people, maybe, who played that game, and they're like, "I was eight, and I loved this game." And they then... rented
0: it from Blockbuster, and yeah. that was their entire experience with it.
2: I'd love to know how many copies of that game they actually sold—the original it or remake? Be. Both. It can't be that many.
1: I have a friend who has distinct bad taste in video games. And uh, they like that game. Is it Rick? No.
2: Hey. Is with the friend. Simmer down. Toast is not my friend. Let's
0: let's get one thing clear. One
1: hundred
0: percent. Enemies for life. I
1: wouldn't want you as a friend, even if I was
2: like desperate. You're only saying that because you're bitter that we're not. That's all that's going on. Um, it's
0: okay. It's okay. Next up was Penumbra Overture. Uh, I just kind of had this sitting in my GOG library for a really long time and decided to play it. And, uh, it was scary for, like, the first hour or so, but my issue with all of those games by those developers, like Amnesia and stuff, I don't, I can't stay scared for very long because, like, once you die once, then you stop being scared by it. Like, you just want to run by all of the threats, uh... Like The the whole thing that I think you're supposed to be scared of is the threat of death, and once that threat is kind of consummated, for lack of a better word, then you've seen all that they have in store for you. You know what death looks like, you can just move on without having to worry about it anymore. So, ultimately I still enjoyed it. Uh, One of the characters had some comedy gold in their dialogue, so...
2: Yeah. I think that's
0: probably a discussion
2: we can have at more length at sort of a later date in terms of how horror games get over that, because I think that's a problem for a lot of games, not just sort of the penumbras and the amnesias, is that, like you say, once you've died once, especially in a video game where you know you're just going to respawn again,
0: Yeah,
2: it's very difficult to make that stay scary over the course of a game. But I have... I've put I don't it want to into it the
0: episode notes so that we can save that for a later episode. Woo-woo! Ha-ha! All right, five more to go. Next is Sylvan Tail for the Sega Game Gear, which was only, now? only released in Japan, um, but there is a very good translation, fan translation, that was done. Um, I appear to have given it a six, which is not... My actual feelings of it currently I'd probably give it closer to a 7 With my current feelings Mm. Um, I mean it's uh, You know it's a Zelda clone uh, In the sense that They give you a lot Of very short dungeons Instead of a handful of You know like long dungeons Which is Mm. an interesting way of doing it You only have to solve normally One or two puzzles per dungeon If that Sometimes you literally just have to walk around until you find a door. So there are some issues, one of them being that you sometimes just have to walk around until you find a door, and it just being so old that it can be a little obtuse in what they want you to do at any given time. But, I mean, the gameplay is pretty fun, Uh, I really liked the characters, and... There's a whole mechanic of transforming into different animals and using their abilities, so that was that was fun enough so I'd say give it a try if you're interested uh, next was Celeste, which I played on the Nintendo switch Ooh. Um, nobody probably needs me to tell them how good that game is. I'm sure everybody basically knows at this point uh it's you know just an incredibly polished uh precision platformer uh i don't know what else to say about it it tells a nice story toast you would probably appreciate that it touches on mental health quite a bit
1: um it's on my radar it was just not discounted enough last time for me to get it
0: yeah i gotcha i will say that if you are committed to the task of you know, getting all the collectibles and completing all of the alternate versions of the levels, there's quite a bit of content there. Um, every, every level or every chapter, I guess, has three different versions of it. Uh, there's like the normal story related one, then the harder one, and then the uber hard one. So playing through all of them, I've put close to 10 hours into it, and I haven't even started the super hard versions of the levels. So, there's a nice fair, fair bit there.
2: Let's take a step back, though. This is Toast, the proud owner of six copies of Wind Waker, <laughs> who can afford five redundant copies
0: of the game, but not a £15.20. Okay. But remember, she's not the one affording them.
1: I didn't wow. buy any of my Wind Waker copies.
0: I mean, you could have
2: said, I love you, but can you get me a steam voucher, please? (laughs)
1: I'm just saying. I don't know how I came to own five copies. Six. I don't know.
2: I thought you said six, but I'm I'm not going to argue over the sixth. It's not.
1: (laughs) But. (laughs) My money is my money. And if the game is not 50% off, unless they really want it, I'm not going to get in.
0: Okay. All right. I think, I think I've made my point, and that's fine. <laughs> I have three more to go here. I'll try to get them out as quickly as I can. I'm going to do them a little out of order. Uh, I'm going to start New Super Mario Bros. 2. I played basically just on a whim. It's the only of the New Super Mario Brothers series I haven't played uh, so I rented it, played through it, it took about, let's see the exact, it took about 10 hours to 100% it. Uh, I was a little disappointed, cause they had all the marketing for that game to make it all about, like, get as many coins as you can, try to get a million coins or whatever, and I thought that might actually play into, like, the story a little bit, um, kind of like how other Mario games will incorporate, like, power-ups into the story or whatever. But they really mm-hmm. didn't do anything at all. There just happened to be more coins than usual. So, I don't know. It's really gratifying to collect, you know, 400 coins per level. But, I don't know. I guess I expected just a little bit more. Uh Next after that, and these two kind of go together as, like, the Alpha and the Omega Uh, I played Owlboy and Iconoclasts. I'm interested to hear what you say about these. Yes. So, one of them I really liked and one of them I was really disappointed in. Let's take your guesses. What do you think?
2: Based on what I've heard, I'm going to guess that you loved Iconoclasts and didn't love Owlboy so much.
0: What do you think, Toast?
1: I'm going to... Based off of what... I'll guess the reverse, just because I can.
0: All right. Well, Rick wins this round. Yeah. It was Iconoclasts that really took the cake for me and Owlboy that let me down. And I felt that I had to kind of put these together as I was discussing it, because both of them are incredible labors of love, and you can see that just on the surface. Like, both of them, their pixel artwork is bar none some of the best that has ever been done Owlboy, even there is a step above like they have their whole i think they call it high bit pixel art and i mean some of that stuff looks like you know paintings like you would have to really get close to the screen to even see there are pixels there at all which Mm. is pretty insane iconoclasts doesn't quite have that same resolution but it's it does a great deal artistically with what it sets up so where the problem comes in and now iconoclasts I had some issues with as I was playing it I thought that some of the mechanics were just a little I don't know all of the mechanics are based around your gun they're, they're kind of limited uh, the writing itself it's very it's very black and white, not like morally, but in the sense of you'll be having a really humorous scene at one moment, and then the next moment someone is being like tortured to death or something very viscerally. Oh, damn. So it's weird, the pacing's a little weird. Uh but ultimately like it just it has a lot of ambition and it takes a lot of creative risks. Uh And it doesn't always pay off with those risks, but I just appreciated the lengths that it went to. You could really tell how committed the creator was to the vision that they had. Owlboy, on the other hand, really feels like a product of too much playtesting. It feels like a lot of the difficulty was reduced, and it feels like a lot of concessions were made for the sake of of people who only had their hands on the game for a short amount of time, uh, and were literally just looking for ways to break it. So, like, everything pretty much works, but it feels, like, almost incomplete. Like, it felt like they were spending so much time doing and redoing parts of the game that they didn't end up completing their whole vision, like Iconoclast did. There are characters that show up in the beginning who seem like they're going to be very important, who do end up being very important, but they get no development within the cutscenes or anything. So by the end of the game, like the whole thing is dependent on how you feel about certain side characters who maybe have like five lines of dialogue in the entire game. I can't, make myself feel anything for a character who doesn't have a presence in the story, no matter how much you tell me to. So I was very disappointed in that. It just never quite clicked. The level design of the dungeons was very bland, very straightforward, very easy to visualize. Uh, Too easy, I would say. And then the overworld just feels like you're always around something. You feel like you're around a village or around a group of characters, but you never actually get into that group. There's a whole city that gets blown up before you even get to visit it. So, I don't know. It, it let me down big time. And I think I appreciate Iconoclasts more in retrospect after completing Owlboy and seeing what a vision could look like when it was seen through to its end. Anyway, hmm. that's on. <laughs> Just before we move on, I'm a bit curious. Uh, I think you hit
2: all the story points pretty comprehensively. I was quite curious about the navigation and how you found that because my impression of Owlboy is that it's very difficult to think of Metroidvania when you already essentially have free traversal with flight. So with, I know with the Castlevania games, it's a struggle to move around at first and you have to be quite creative. And it feels like a real reward when late in the game, you either get continuous jumps or flight or whatever it is, and it feels like you're then free to explore this world that you slowly learned and understood. And so I'm curious how Owlboy feels when you have that flight from the off, especially when you say you feel like you're around things but never really in them.
0: Yeah, so I guess my two responses to that would be, (laughs) one, that there are metroidvanias with free flight controls that have made it work so like i can think of insanely twisted shadow planet makes that work for it and then i think cave story once you really unlock all of your movement mechanics uh kind of has a similar play
2: but that's sort of my point you have to get there you're not really You don't have it from the all.
0: Yeah. So the second point that I would make is that Owlboy isn't actually a Metroidvania. Like, I think it built itself as that, at least for a very long time. Because that Mm -hmm. was my impression when I went into it. That's what I was expecting. But it's really not that at all. I mean, there are places in the overworld that you can only access once you have... Uh, certain abilities, but it is very pared down. Like, your abilities are really only useful for getting to the next area. It's not really useful for, like, unlocking or opening up new paths, uh, getting extra items, stuff like that. The only collectible is coins, and the coins are pretty much in a tier system. Once you have this many, you get this next thing. And those are only so useful... For the first half of the game, really. Um, so, yeah, I if it was more of a Metroidvania, I might be able to address that better. But it's it's just too linear, I would say. Okay, so the, the short answer, I guess, is
2: sort of it. It doesn't because it can't because it's not that exactly, kind of a game, yeah. which is which is fair enough. But that's that's definitely a point worth addressing because I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I was expecting at least some kind of a metroidvania. And it it seems very underwhelming in the end, especially how long it took out and all the rest of it. How long did it take you to
0: clear it versus Iconoclast? Uh, iconoclasts, uh I'll just say how long it took for both. So Iconoclasts mm-hmm. took me 10 and a half hours, and okay. my final completion rate was only at 51%. So Mm -hmm. if you wanted to do all of the extra stuff, I'm sure it would take even longer. Um, I wouldn't say that I was rushing to the end, but I definitely wasn't doing as much of the external exploration. Owlboy, on the other hand, only took about five and a half hours. So it was about half as long, and I would say I completed much, much more of that game just because so much of it is already on the path you take to the end. Mm. So, content-wise, Iconoclast wins there, too. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. That is everything. That is my month's worth of completions. It's a hefty load. Yeah. you done well. All right, toast... Okay, I've only
1: finished one game and that's God of War 2. Um I still don't like Kratos. Like it was it was definitely like a better game, but it's just like I don't empathize with this this character whatsoever.
0: He's a horrible don't person. Even,
1: yeah, I don't even like him. Um I didn't empathize with like any of the characters, I would say. Like It's weird when a story is good, but you honestly do not care one way or another who lives or who dies. Or, Mm. like, what happens. But it was fun to play.
2: Which is sort of the point. Like, that game is not really about its story.
1: I I don't know. I, I feel like a great deal of it is about its story.
2: The story is there to service the action. That was... I haven't got to the second one yet, but in terms of all of the God of War games I've played, that's the impression I've gotten of them. The story gives you an excuse to slice and dice more people.
1: Weird, because I don't like the actual, like, the fighting of the game, the weakest part for me.
0: Hmm. But it's so good.
1: Like, it's it's good, but I don't like that type of game, like, pressing buttons over and over. It wasn't too fun for me. I kind of just, like, wanted... It's... I just wanted that bit to be over so that I could get to the story, which I didn't care about the characters in the story. I just wanted the story to progress. But I liked the story.
2: For fear of gatekeeping, if you're pressing buttons over and over again, you're not really doing it right. You you have your light and your strong, but you also have magic and dodges and the uh, the circle button, a.k.a. the do nasty shit over and over button.
1: No, yeah, I get that. It's just... um. Like adding combos together over and over to create different combinations of combos to do different things. This isn't like super fun for me.
2: Okay, so that that's a personal taste thing, then I guess.
1: Yeah, it's it's not like I d- I understand the appeal, but I it's just not for me. Fair enough. Um, and then I'm still playing. A Link to the Past, I'm still playing... I am on the very last 30 minutes of the last route for Kira Kira. I just, I'm waiting for... I have a, like, a a extendable wall monitor coming in, and I'm waiting for that to come in so that I can, like, have it, like, reach out in front of me, because I think that that would make for a more enjoyable experience.
2: When you say extendable wall monitor, what do you... Um,
1: like... It's... like, the wall is on, like, an arm, and it's extendable. So So
0: the... I'm picturing it, like, I'm picturing it like, a doctor's office or something. Like, those things that come down and, like, you can move them around. Yeah, you've never,
1: like, had one before. Like, you... No, yeah, that's the thing. It's like on a on a like a, a rotating like metal arm, and you put the the monitor on the end of it and you bolt it in, and then the monitor can be moved to um, like like a, a small section of my room.
2: See what what you're describing to me sounds like a projector setup. No, no, no. I, I get that I it's have... not, but
1: going to see if I can pull it forward because I have it. I just don't have the adapter for it. Okay. Let's see if I can oh. right. <laughs> so I don't think I can
2: <laughs> we're, we're pioneering yeah, it's like a, The podcast A
1: giant metal arm It was like my birthday present So I'm just waiting for the the thing to come in
2: So it, it's a mount for a monitor
1: Yeah And it's just Right a Okay
2: So you, it's a special wall mount for a regular monitor
1: No, for a desktop monitor
2: but it, it's a normal screen. There's nothing special about the screen itself.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah,
2: no. Right, okay, I'm with you now. Okay, so it's it's an arm that you're putting... In... Right, okay. Yeah,
1: I was, like, really surprised because I thought people, like, knew what that was and it was getting really confusing. Cause...
2: I do, but when it's when it's described as a special bracket for your monitor... I get it. When you say an extendable wall monitor, it sounds like you're talking about some <laughs> <No>. roll-out screen.
1: <laughs> no. no, I'm like
2: in... a poster that you unfurl and you magically plug something in and it works. <laughs> right. No, okay. but
1: it can go from sitting on my desk to up, like up in the air now.
2: We understand each other now. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay.
1: And I'm waiting for that to come in before I finish my visual novel because I think that laying down while I play it would be more enjoyable.
2: Whoa, so you, you can actually... You can have it over your bed and you can yes. lay down. It, it is oh, like oh, a doctor's my office. office. I yes. am so very jealous. That's like a dream setup.
1: Yeah, it was my birthday present. Nick That's did all the measuring and stuff.
2: Pretty date. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I'm super excited.
2: That's um, way too cool.
1: And then, let's see. I started Baldur's Gate. First one. Um... It is good. I just, I'm not far enough in it to, like, it's so complicated. Like, it's, there's so much that goes into it that I'm almost overwhelmed by it.
0: That's my experience with most RPGs. (laughs)
1: Yeah, honestly, like, I, I tell myself, oh, I want it to be so immersive, and I want it to be, like, a oh, completely different world, but then when it actually is, it's super immersive and, er, like, overwhelming, and I just can't get into it because it's just, like, there's so much rules, so much going on, so much lore that I don't know.
2: It's a hard balance, for sure.
1: Um, so I'm very, very not very far in that one, and then I started uh, A Hat in Time. Oh, boy! It is super good. It's really, really good so
0: far. Hmm. All right, how far are you?
1: Not Have you played it?
0: Yes, I have.
1: I am not very far. I am still in Mafia Town. Okay. And, um... At the risk of sounding, like, racist, Uh I absolutely love the Russian Mafia, so it's, like, (laughs) super, super good.
0: Why is
1: that racist? Well, it's... Like, Maybe I not racist, accent.
0: but culturally insensitive. It's
1: like, yeah, it's culturally insensitive,
0: but I, mm, okay. Well,
1: I like it when it's in media because it there's just something about it. <laughs>
0: okay, I love I love that game so much because of just how every level really has its own theme to it, and I mean, you're obviously going to figure this out as you continue through the other levels but it reminded me a lot of the way that psychonauts sets up its levels um
1: yeah definitely inspiration from them and then super mario sunshine yeah and like yeah super heavy from that
0: honestly what a perfect combination
1: yes it really is just like you get nostalgia from it when you haven't even played it before. <laughs> um, I wish that the designs were a little bit better. I'm not a fan of the art or of like the 3D. Like, I don't really like the art in it. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't. And I
1: don't like mustache girl.
0: <laughs> mustache, you're all. not you're not meant to, but um... yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't mind, like, the art design of it, but it does bum me out that it has that whole, like, Unity game veneer to it, and I it wish that it could have kind of avoided that. a little that.
1: unpolished.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just visually speaking, I see that.
1: And, you know, it's weird because they could have fixed it if they did, like, cell shading on it. It would have made it, like, so much better. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. And it looks kind of like somebody, something somebody threw up on it, (laughs) but it's, it's still good. Ah, And that's all I played.
0: All right. Cool to the max. All right. So now all we have left for our short episode is our host segments. So I still don't really have one. Uh, so, in the meantime, I'm just going to say what my options are, uh, and maybe the audience can vote on them, and we'll, uh, work from there. So, going on this idea of all of our segments have to have a pun in them somehow, the three that I've come up with, uh, number one is grading on a curve in which I would likely take a bad or mediocre game and try to explain why, actually, it's good. I don't know what bad games I would talk about. The only one that comes to mind is Bubsy 3D, and I really don't think I could explain how that one is good. It's not
1: um... worth words.
0: (laughs) Uh, We all know it's better than Mario 64. Let's just leave it there. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) honestly, which one got the Golden X award, guys? (laughs) So that would be the first one, grading on a curve. The second option is curf your enthusiasm, which I think the three of us agreed is the best pun out of the uh out of the three. Uh but I don't really know what I would talk about. I think Rick suggested that I would talk about a good game, but by like playing down how good it is or something. Talk
2: about why a good game's actually okay. Just
0: Cur- like- yeah, the enthusiasm yeah. about that supposedly great game. And see, that's difficult for me, because, like, I already tend to talk about the good and the bad of most games, but ultimately I come down on the side of just loving most things. So, I mean, even Iconoclasts, which as I played it, I had some struggles with. Now, I love it, so... <laughs> Uh, who, who knows, maybe I can work that out somehow But the third one, which would be the one I would be most excited about But the pun is probably the weakest of the three is Strike to be decided <laughs> Yeah, we might come up with another pun for it to make it work But it would be the fast and the curfeous, In which I would talk about my forays into the world of speedrunning Which...
1: It's pretty fucking terrible <laughs> Sorry.
0: Well, it's it's better than what the fourth option was, which was pretty much immediately vetoed, which was obscurfities, a pun for obscurities, in which I would talk about rare or obscure video games. The less said about that pun, the better, and that's coming from me. So... So, audience, the audience participation section of the episode is you get to vote on which of those you like best or you can come up with a different suggestion than the fast and the curfeous that still maintains the pun that allows me to talk about speed runs, because I have a lot to say about them. So anyway, my segment today is just talking about ideas for naming my segment. So uh, we'll move on and let you guys, uh, like you guys flex your muscles. Brainstorm, should we put some kind of poll in the
2: forum? So... Because we haven't really discussed how we're going to take the feedback, have we? Whether we put something in the how-long-to-beat forum
0: thread. We could put it in the thread. We could also have our uh, lovely social media person make a Twitter poll, even though I don't know if anybody follows our Twitter yet.
2: Uh, don't players, we have a growing community.
1: I haven't posted in a while. <laughs>
0: well it's a Agreed. good time it's a good time for us to at least plug it. We do have a twitter account it is i don't even remember what is it at h l t b podcast is that right uh
1: yeah at h l t v podcast
0: yeah so you can follow us there and interact with us that way uh which you should please do. We like to interact. And uh, if you're not on
2: Twitter, you can find us on the forums, which is obviously where we all started off.
0: That is true. And I guess option number three is that all three of us are also on Discord. I don't spend a lot of time on Discord, as these two can attest. I am pretty hard to reach. But uh, at least these two you should be able to reach pretty easily. Amen. Yeah, cool. Cool. All right, so, shameless plug's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, now we move to the one true host segment,
2: that being recommendations. And the recommendation this time was going to be a game, but we'll, we'll delay that one, because Brockhampton, the self-styled modern boy band, have just released their new track called 1999 Wildfire. And it is fire wow i just cringed a little but they're a great band they do really good sort of hip-hop music with a bit of a a lean more towards the pop and the mainstream i don't normally listen to to rap or hip-hop or anything like that but i'm a real big fan the new track is amazing you don't even have to remember any kind of spelling because it's currently on youtube trending so go and check that shit out And uh, if Toast wants to get a head out of her ass, it's now time for her silly segment.
1: Uh, okay, it's time for, uh, what what was it even? Fresh out of the toaster or hot fresh, fresh out of the toaster. And okay. I
2: want to extend my apology because that was a little bit aggressive for me.
1: Yeah, it was really mean. You're lucky that I'm forgiving and I deal with people like you and your kind all the time.
2: Yeah, oh, I mean, but also, what do you mean me and my kind?
1: Like terrible people. <laughs> You're a cancer on this this uh, this earth.
0: <laughs> you need okay. to be purged. I wow, that's
2: topical. Given but
0: you know what, I think this is the first time that Rick's actually apologized for saying something rude and crude. So it's the first time I've crossed a line. When I cross a line, I make it right. <laughs> Where is your line, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> because you you've already crossed a fair number of them. Well, it's
2: a it's a question that scientists have been struggling with for a long time.
1: Thank you for your half assed apology. <laughs> now on to my second my Wow. Segment. <laughs> wow. Um, uh did I already plug Yakusoku? I think I did. I think I did. Yeah. Which one's that one? That one's like yeah, I did already. It's it's like a mixture of series of unfortunate events mixed with like Domaranpa.
2: Uh you might have done, I don't know.
1: Yeah, now I'm going to plug... I, I mainly just read manga, so I can only really, <laughs> really, like, recommend manga. So I'm reading Arakawa, Under the Bridge, and um. essentially what it's about is... And it has a very because, because manga story. So this dude, he can't be in debt to anyone, so he can't, like, have anyone... Do anything nice for him. So he gets his life saved. And then, because things happen, he lives under a bridge with a bunch of insane people. And one of them has a star for a head. And then one of them thinks that they're from Venus. And it's just really, really good. I feel like you're just saying words. (laughs) Like.
2: It feels like someone threw Alphabetti spaghetti at a wall, and just a (laughs) one in a million thing happened.
1: It is so weird because it, like, it's so stupid, but then it'll get you like in the feels because you're like, this is actually a pretty solid slice of life, gag manga. Cause like the they have a church, and it is run by a sister, but it's a dude, and he's from the mafia, and he keeps on going. He keeps on going, like, all y'all sinners need to, like, fucking confess, and he'll have, like, machine guns, and it's super good. And then the star loves the person from Venus, and there's also a pigeon and a bee. (laughs)
0: Literal birds and bees.
1: And a dude who can only walk on white lines, so he has a line marker that he carries everywhere.
2: (laughs) Just really good. Who, why, how, what... I'll tell you what I'm interested in, though, and I I don't normally read manga, but I sort of am quite enamoured by the concept. Isn't there one at the minute about, like, is it wrong of me to try and pick up girls while I'm in a dungeon?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's alright.
2: Oh, that's alright, but you love the fucking Starhead Venus Man Mafia system. You, you know, I think we
0: were doing well language-wise until literally the last three minutes.
2: Just fuck it all. Fuck all of it.
1: Well, and I mean... I, I'm doing
2: I just, the editing, so I can edit all of the fucks and the shits and the cunts out, so it's fine.
1: Okay, that last one, though, um, I don't even... Okay, we're... I have good taste, and this is good, <laughs> and... The one that you suggested is not as good, because it's pandering. And things that are pandering are not as good as things that come from the heart. And I didn't realize it
2: had a pander in it.
1: Yeah, but... Sh- kill yourself, please. <laughs> <laughs> we can go find a new host, and it'd be great because they wouldn't be a narcoleptic, <laughs> and they would actually be on time for things.
0: And they would keep their uh, computers manually up to date, so it doesn't yes. auto update in the middle of the time we try to record. Do
2: You know what? I'm laying the gauntlet down. Bill Gates, fight me IRL. <laughs> Fuck your Windows updater. Not happy. So yeah.
0: All right. Wow, that so... killed
2: it. Killed it. <laughs> So, I
0: guess we're uh, closing on that note, huh? Alright, oh, no. so... Uh, it's It has been said. The gauntlet has been laid down. The challenge has been issued. William Gates, Esquire, uh, has to fight Rick, IRL. And mm-hmm. uh, do I...
1: I want to win?
0: <laughs> Those are the rules of the internet. It's not you. I'm imagining this as, like... You know, you said fight me, IRL, but now I'm imagining it as, like, a western, like, shootout. You know, outside of a saloon, there's a dust bunny rolling by, you know, uh, 20 paces at high noon, and then you just let him fly. And, uh, that's...
2: It's alright, his uh, his OS will decide to restart at the moment of truth, so I'm not really worried. <laughs>
1: I was imagining it as like him, like hearing the threat, and then just like breaking your computer and being like, "Ah, oh, okay," and then just like that'll be that.
2: Just like some lull sec image pops up <laughs> on my
1: just screen,
0: like- everything freezes. I really hope that he actually listens to this. I don't know why he would, but <laughs> no, I-, I hope he does, and I hope that he decides to fight you.
2: Plot twist: Bill Gates was our biggest fan. <laughs> and now I've just ruined him, and he's going to ruin us in return. Just you. Just you. Just me, yeah. You two, to be fair, by association, you two are both marked men now.
0: <laughs> but hey, all I'm saying <laughs> is if those guys from the Something Awful forums could get the lead singer of Smash Mouth to eat two dozen eggs cooked by Guy Fieri on camera for no reason, then I think we could get Bill Gates to fist fight you.
2: That's a thing that happened.
0: It is a thing that happened.
1: Okay, oh, Googling that fair, one to we wrap up. Smash Mouth is desperate to be relevant again. Bill Gates this... doesn't have to... Tr- How Bill dare Bate
0: you? Smash Mouth were never not relevant. <laughs> this was before they were desperate to be relevant. This was when they were just, like, <laughs> floating around doing random shows just to pay the bills. That
1: <laughs> and... sounds like desperate to be relevant.
0: <laughs> not desperate to be relevant, just desperate to put food on the table. And, ultimately, the food that was put on the table was two dozen eggs cooked by Guy Fieri.
1: What See, a terrible human being.
0: Who, Smash um, Mouth or Guy Fieri? No,
1: Guy Fieri.
0: Guy Fieri is great. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have the time to tell you why Guy Fieri is great.
2: I was about to say, this isn't a complaint, but this is exactly why we can never stick to a time. Because we we've, we've gone from... It's always you! How dare you! You're the one that brought up a stupid manga, you're the one that brought up Bill Gates, and then... Curf's
0: the one that brought up Guy-fucking-Fieri eating <laughs> eggs. No, Smash I, Mouth I, uh, is eating the eggs made by okay. Guy-fieri. The, the problem
1: is Curf w- plays too much games...
0: Too so much games. Game,
1: game list is astronomical. And then you talk so slow, and then when I make one or two random comments, like, okay, oh you're gosh, like, Oh my gosh, look at that Laura, she, she's just, like, doing this thing again, and she, she's just making things so weird. Do
2: you know what's a really good way of making your point? When you talk in a condescending voice and in the third person about yourself, really, really hammers home what you're trying to do.
1: I know, that's why I did it. <laughs>
2: Oh, I love it, but also why? All
0: right, so... uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right!
0: I think we're going to be laying down some more gauntlets in the near
2: future. (laughs) I'll take on all comers. As John Wick said at the end of John Wick Chapter 2, possibly the greatest film of the last decade, tell them I will kill them, I will kill them all.
1: Is that really something that you want to have known in your life that you watch
2: John Wick. John Wick I, I actually've never
1: seen it. I just want to insult him.
2: Hey, don't don't let me ruin your enjoyment of an amazing film. And John Wick 3 is less than a year away. No one's counting, but I am super excited.
0: <laughs> Alright, so um, again, last episode I think we talked about this a little bit uh we are planning to bring on guest hosts we have not forgotten about that uh, except for the part where we forgot about that so <laughs> <laughs> uh it was in it wasn't in the cards for tonight because of the aforementioned forgetting but uh we are going to try and stick to a more regular uh publishing schedule for these episodes Uh, Just to get this out there, we are planning on recording every other Wednesday night uh, at about 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Where was I going with this? So, yeah, if you are... A person in the How Long To Be community who does not have things going on every other Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. We would love to have you on board for a short interview and to take part in the rest of our shenanigans that we talk about. Uh, we'll probably put a post in the forums about it, and again, you can also reach out on, on uh, Discord or Twitter. Uh, if you want to reach out directly to one of us, I would recommend either Rick or Ultimate Zombie Toast. Keep in mind that Rick on Discord has decided to go by Brother Hammer, like the plebeian that he is. Hi (laughs) bet. And, yeah, so I'm saying every other Wednesday, but I haven't put specific dates on that, so that might be confusing. The next time we record will be July 18th, 2018. So if you happen to be free that day... Uh, or the days following in the two weeks—that's a confusing way of saying that. It's every if two weeks. We will work something out. Yeah. That's the bottom line. So July eighteenth, uh... August first, August fifteenth. Uh, you know, just do the math yourself. If you are available those evenings, then please reach out, and we will try to work you in.
1: Oh, and by um... the next by the next time we record, I'll be twenty-two.
0: Oh wow. Yeah.
1: You'll
2: be what now? Twenty two. Oh woo.
1: Yeah.
0: Welcome
2: welcome to the twenty two club.
0: <laughs> it's not much of a milestone, but uh happy early birthday.
1: <laughs> what are you now, like thirty?
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I, I would mean, say also sorry go on. After you turn twenty two, every year beyond that is thirty until you reach thirty and then you're forty.
2: Wow, that makes for <laughs> depressing thinking. As uh, long as
1: I die by 35, it's okay. All right. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I,
2: I feel like there's something behind that, and I want to know more.
1: Oh, uh, well, there's let, a story.
2: Yeah, let, but let's... it's
1: okay.
0: Let's get to that in a
2: future time. We'll leave it on a cliffhanger. Just before we do leave, I would say, don't be too scared. We won't bite you, just each other, in <laughs> terms of sort of guests and what have you. Well, we'll try. We'll try. We'll do our best.
1: Unless you're better than us, in which case, we're coming for your blood.
0: Yeah. Unless you're better than the the other yeah. two. Let's be honest. We have um. to maintain our egos. Uh, if we're hey, that's kind of bookending it. Like we start with my ego and we end with my ego. If my it's ego feels like threatened, then you're gonna be put in the ground, kiddo.
2: We are really making an attractive proposal. <laughs> <aren't we? laughs> Come and be a guest, but don't be too good of a guest and also be afraid.
0: (laughs) Fear is the greatest motivator.
2: (laughs) that is the name of this podcast episode.
0: (laughs) Duly noted. (laughs) And with that, have a lovely time playing video games. Fastly, I suppose. With
1: nothing else.
0: Yeah, don't do anything else with your life. Only play video games like me. Especially not drugs. Yeah, winners don't do drugs. Expensive. Hugs, not drugs. It all comes full circle. Winners don't ju- do drugs, so if you do drugs, you can't beat games because you can't win at them. So
1: Ho, 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 just er-
0: say no. Ergo, don't do drugs. You won't be able to beat your backlog. That needs to be on, like, bumper stickers. <laughs>
2: I, I need that in my life. If anyone's creative and or has an Etsy
0: shop, make it happen. I've been trying to close out the episode for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I to <just laughs> leave now. Can we just say our goodbyes? <laughs> oh, God
2: damn. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs>